Today we are observing the Diksha Divas of Srila Prabhupada. Today was the day that Srila Prabhupada actually got initiated, officially got initiated by Srila Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati Thakur. And the song that we played just now was a song that Srila Prabhupada wrote remembering Srila Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati Thakur and the wonderful preaching activities that Srila Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati Thakur initiated from Gaudiyamat. So I have a few nice passages to read. These are all collections from Srila Prabhupada's lectures and from different devotees who have recollected some pastimes. Some is from Lilamrita. So like this, it's a, it's a collection of different passages which will which talks about the actual day, which leads into the actual day when Srila Prabhupada actually got initiated. Right from the beginning of Srila Prabhupada's meeting with Srila Bhakti Siddhanta Sasri Thakur, his first meeting, he's recollecting, till the day that he actually got initiated. The following is an excerpt from Lecture given by Srila Prabhupada on the occasion of Disappearance Day of Srila Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati Thakur in Los Angeles, 1973. Srila Prabhupada, so when I met Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati Thakur, it's a long story how I met him. One of my friends, he dragged me. I was at that time a nationalist and manager in a big chemical factory. My age was about 24 years. So one of my friends, he asked me that there is a nice sadhu, Srila Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati Thakur. He has come in Calcutta. So let us go and see. But I was reluctant. I thought, just like so, there are so many sadhus. So I was not very much because I had very bad experience, not very good. So I said, Oh, these kind of sadhus, there are many. You'll be glad to know that even, that even my, in young age or early age, it was Krishna's grace, even amongst my young friend, I was considered the leader. In my school days, in my college days, in my private friendship, some way or other, I became their leader and one astrologer sometimes he read my hand and he said in Hindi hukum chalega hukum chalega means your hand speaks that your order will be executed devotees jai Prabhupada so anyway it was Krishna's grace I would not go but the point of view that I would not go but their point of view was that unless I certify that sadhu, Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati Thakur, he'll not be accepted. So my friend dragged me. So I went to see Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati Thakur on that day. On the first meeting, just we offer our obeisances. It is the practice. So immediately, Bhakti Siddhanta began to talk. You are all educated young men. Why don't you take up Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's cult and preach all over the English knowing public? Why don't you take up this matter? 
So I argued with him in so many ways. At that time, I was nationalist. So I told Bhakti Siddhanta, Who will accept your message? We are dependent nation. Nobody will care. In this way, in my own way, in these younger days, I spoke. But we belonged to the Vaishnava family. Shri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, Nityananda, Radha Govinda, that is a worshipable deity. So I was very glad that Radha Krishna cult, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's cult, this sadhu is trying to preach. It is very nice. So at that time, we had some talks. And of course, I was defeated by his argument. By his argument. All devotees, Jai. And then, when we came out, we were offered prasadam. Very nice treatment the Gaudiyamat did. And when I came out on the street, this my friend asked me, So what is your opinion on the sadhu? Then I said, Here is the right person who has taken up Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's message and now his message will be distributed. Devotees Jai. Prabhupada. So I was at that time a fool, but I opined like this and I accepted him as my spiritual master immediately, not officially, but in my heart. That was in 1922. Next is from Srila Prabhupada's Leela Amrita by Satsurup. Thus, from volume 1. In October of 1932, Srila Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati led a group of hundreds of disciples and pilgrims on a month-long parikrama or circumambulation of the sacred places of Vrindavan. Vrindavan residents and visitors performed parikrama by following the old dry bed of the Yamuna river and circumambulating the Vrindavan area, stopping at the places where Krishna performed his pastimes when he roamed in Vrindavan 5,000 years ago. Abhay had wanted to attend Srila Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati Thakur's Parikrama, but couldn't do so because of his work. Nevertheless, on the 20th day of the pilgrimage, he travelled from Allahabad, intent on seeing Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati Thakur again and hoping to join the Parikrama party at Kosi, just outside Vrindavan, at least for a day. When Abhay had heard from the members of the Allahabad Gaudiyamat about the Parikrama, he had been fully occupied with his local Prayag pharmacy business and travelling to secure new accounts. But he had calculated how he could join at least for a day or two, and he had fixed his mind on again obtaining the darshan of Srila Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati Thakur. Srila Prabhupada I was not initiated at that time of Parikrama, but I had very good admiration for these Gaudiyamat people. They were very kind to me. So I thought, what are these people doing in this Parikrama? Let me go. Let me see. So I met them at Kosi. So I met them in Kosi and Keshav Maharaj was informing that Srila Bhakti Siddhanta is going to Mathura tomorrow morning 
and he will speak hari katha this evening anyone who wants anyone who wants to may stay back or otherwise they may go to see sheshashai vishnu so at that time i think only 10 or 12 men remained shridhar maharaj was one of them and i thought it wise what will i see at sheshashai let me hear what shila bhakti siddhanta will speak let me hear when abhay arrived shila bhakti siddhanta was already speaking he sat with his back erect a shawl around his shoulders not speaking like a professional lecturer giving a scheduled performance but addressing a small gathering in his room at last abhay was in his presence again abhay marveled to see and hear him this unique soul possessed of hari katha speaking uninterruptedly about krishna in his deep low voice in ecstasy and deep knowledge abhay sat and heard bhakti siddhanta with rapt attention an hour went by two hours the already small gathering in shila bhakti siddhanta's room gradually thinned a few sanasis left excusing themselves to tend to attend to duties connected with the parikrama camp only a few intimate leaders remained abhay was the only outsider of course he was a devotee not an outsider but in the sense that he was not a sanyasi was not handling any duties was not even initiated and was not traveling with the parikrama but had joined only for a day in that sense he was an outsider the philosophy bhakti siddhanta saraswati thakur was speaking however was democratically open to whoever would give an ardent hearing and that abhay was doing he was hearing attentively he was listening with wonder sometimes he would not even understand something but he would go on listening intently submissively his intelligence drinking in the words he felt shila bhakti siddhanta saraswati thakur revealing to him the direct vision of the spiritual world just as a person reveals something by opening a door or pushing aside a curtain he was revealing the reality and this reality was loving service to the lotus feet of radha krishna the supremely worshipable personality of godhead how masterfully bhakti siddhanta spoke and with utter conviction and boldness it was with such awe that abhay listened with fastened attention of course all vaishnavas accepted krishna as their worshipable lord but how conclusively and with what sound logic was the faith of the vaishnavas established by this great teacher shila bhakti siddhanta after after several hours shila bhakti siddhanta saraswati stopped speaking abhay 
felt prepared to go on listening without cessation and yet he had no puzzling doubts or queries to place forward abhay only wanted to hear more ashila bhakti siddhanta made his exit <coughs> ashila bhakti siddhanta made his exit abhay bowed down offering his obeisances and then left the intimate circle of sanyasis in their row of tents and went to the outer circle of tents abhay's mind was surcharged with the words of his spiritual master another excerpt from shila prabhupada's leelamrita abhay had only returned abhay had just returned from kosi vrindavan after hearing shila bhakti siddhanta and he attended to his work at prayag pharmacy it was at that time that devotees from the gaudiya math alhabad informed him of a good news they had obtained land and funds for constructing a building the rupa the shri rupa gaudiya math and Shrila Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati Thakur would be coming on November 21st to preside over the ceremony for laying of the cornerstone. Sir William Malcolm Haley, Governor of the United Provinces, would be the respected guest and in a grand ceremony would lay the foundation stone in the presence of Shrila Bhakti Siddhanta. When Abhay learned that there would also be an initiation ceremony he asked if he could be initiated Atulananda the Gaudiya Math's president assured Abhay that he would introduce him to Srila Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati Thakur Back at home Abhay discussed his initiation plans with his wife she had no objection but she did not want to take initiation herself they were already worshiping the deities at home and offering their food to the deity they believed in god and were living peacefully but for abhay that was not enough although he would not force his wife he knew that he must be initiated by a pure devotee avoiding sinful life living piously these things were necessary and good but in themselves they did not constitute spiritual life and could not satisfy the yearning of the soul life's ultimate goal and the absolute necessity of the self was love of krishna and that love of krishna his father had already inculcated within him and now he had to take the next steps his father would have been pleased to see him do it that is take initiation from a pure devotee but by taking initiation from bhakti siddhanta saraswati he would be linked with krishna bhakti siddhanta son of bhakti vinod thakur and disciple of gorkishor das baba ji maharaj 
was the guru in the 12th disciplic generation from Lord Chaitanya. He was the foremost Vedic scholar of the age, the expert Vaishnava who could guide one back to Godhead. He was empowered by his predecessors to work for the highest welfare by giving everyone Krishna consciousness, the remedy for all sufferings. Abhay felt that he had already accepted Srila Bhakti Siddhanta as a spiritual master and that from their very first meeting he had already received his orders. Now, if Srila Bhakti Siddhanta would accept him as his disciple, the relationship would be confirmed. He was coming so soon after Abhay had seen him and heard him in Kosi Vrindavan. That was how Krishna acted through his representative. It was as if his spiritual master in coming to where it was as if his spiritual master in coming to where Abhay had his family and business was coming to draw him further into spiritual life. Without Abhay's having attempted to bring it about, his relationship with Srila Bhakti Siddhanta, without having attempted without Abhay's having attempted to bring it about, his relationship with Srila Bhakti Siddhanta was deepening. Now Srila Bhakti Siddhanta was coming to him as if by a higher arrangement. On the day of the ceremony, Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati Thakur met his disciples at Allahabad Goryamat on, on South Malacca Street. While he was speaking Hari Katha and taking questions, Atulananda Brahmachari took the opportunity to present several devotees, Abhay, amongst them as candidates for initiation. The Allahabad devotees were proud of Mr. of Abhay of Abhay Charande, who regularly attended the Matha in the evening. Abhay had led bhajans, listened to the teachings, and spoke them himself. And Abhay often brought respectable guests. Abhay had contributed money and had induced his business colleagues also to do so. With folded palms, Abhay looked up humbly at his spiritual master. He and Srila Bhakti Siddhanta were now face to face. And Srila Bhakti Siddhanta recognized him and was visibly pleased to see him. He already knew Abhay. Bhakti Siddhanta said, Yes, exchanging looks with Abhay. He likes to hear. He does not go away. I have marked him. I will accept him as my disciple. As the moment and the words became impressed into his being, Abhay was in ecstasy. Atulananda was pleasantly surprised that his Gurudeva was already in approval of Abhay. 
other disciples in the room were also pleased to witness Srila Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati Thakur's immediate acceptance of Abhay as a good listener. Some of them wondered when or where Srila Bhakti Siddhanta had arrived at such an estimation of the young pharmacist Abhay. At the initiation, Srila Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati Thakur was seated on a Vyasasana and the room was filled with guests and members of the Gauriyamat. Those to be initiated sat around a small mound of earth where one of Srila Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati Thakur's sannyasi disciple prepared a fire and offered grains and fruits into the flames while everyone chanted mantras for purification. Abhay's sister and brother were also present for this ceremony, but not his wife. Abhay basked in the presence of his Gurudeva. Yes, he likes to hear the words of his spiritual master and his glance of recognition had remained with Abhay. Abhay would continue pleasing his spiritual master by hearing well. Then Abhay thought, I will be able to speak well. The Vedic literature described nine processes of devotional service, the first of which was Shravanam, hearing about Krishna. Then came Kirtanam, chanting about and glorifying Krishna. By sitting patiently and hearing at Kosi Vrindavan, he had pleased Krishna's representative. And when Krishna's representative was pleased, Krishna was pleased. Srila Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati had not praised Abhay for donating money to the Matha and hadn't advised Abhay to forsake his family and business and travel with him. Nor had he asked Abhay to perform great austerities like the yogis who mortify their body with fasts and difficult vows. But he likes to hear. Bhakti Siddhanta had said, I have marked him. Abhay thought about this again and again, listened carefully as his spiritual master conducted the initiation. Finally, Srila Bhakti Siddhanta called for Abhay to come forward and receive the Harinam initiation by accepting his beads. Abhay offered prostrated obeisances. Abhay extended his right hand and accepted the strand of Japa beads from the hand of his spiritual master. At the same time, he also received the sacred Brahminical thread signifying second initiation. Usually, Srila Bhakti Siddhanta gave the first initiation Harinam and only after some time when he was satisfied with the progress of the disciple would he, would he give the second initiation. But he offered Abhay both the initiations at the same time. Now, Abhay 
was a full-fledged disciple, a Brahmana who could perform sacrifices such as this fire yagna for initiation. He could offer worship to the deity in the temple and would be expected to discourse widely. Srila Bhakti Siddhanta added Aravinda Lotus to his name and now Abhay was called Abhay Charanaravinda. Srila Prabhupada Ki. After Srila Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati Thakur left Allahabad for Calcutta, Abhay keenly felt the responsibility of working on behalf of his spiritual master. At the initiation, Srila Bhakti Siddhanta had instructed Abhay to study Rupa Goswami's Bhakti Rasamrita Sindhu, which outlined the loving exchanges between Krishna and his devotees and explained how a devotee can advance in spiritual life. Bhakti Rasamrita Sindhu was the law book for devotional service and Abhay would study it carefully. He was glad to increase his visits to the Allahabad center to bring more people, to bring new people. Even at his first meeting with his spiritual master, he had received the instruction to preach the mission of Lord Chaitanya and now he began steadily and carefully considering how to do it. Preaching was a responsibility at least as binding as that of his home and business. Even in his home, he wanted to engage as far as possible in preaching. And Srila Prabhupada recalls this. He writes this in one letter. Srila Prabhupada says, so Prabhupada's initiation happens, he first met his spiritual master in 1922 and finally when he got initiation, initiated officially as we just read in Allahabad by Srila Bhaktisiddhanta, that was in the year 1933, almost 11 years. So Prabhupada recollects. So anyway, from 1922 to 1933, practically I was not initiated. but. I got the impression of preaching Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's cult that I was thinking and that was initiation by my Guru Maharaj. Shila Prabhupada ki, Shila Bhakti Siddhanta Sarsati Thakur ki, Tai Gaur Premanandi.